1: And very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Citi Field in Queens, New York, Marlins and the Mets got together for game three of what was scheduled to be a four-game series, but game three got postponed. So the last of three last night, Sandy Alcantara versus the veteran right-hander Cookie Carrasco. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Guffner.
0: Well, you couldn't ask for a much better start tonight for the Marlins. Miguel Rojas homering on the very first pitch of the ball game. But you couldn't ask for a much more disappointing ending to this one. Marlins coming up short against the Mets. 4-3 the final on a sloppy night for the Marlins at Citi Field in New York. Mets sweep these three games. The resumption of the suspended game and the regularly scheduled game on Tuesday. After the postponement last night, they take today's game 4-3. And we'll see the Mets again next week in Miami. Carlos Carrasco started for the Mets against Sandy Alcantara in this ball game, And in the top of the first, Marlins looking to... Exercise the demons from Tuesday. They got off to a great start. Miguel Rojas leading off the evening. First of the ball. In the air, deep to left field. Way back McNeil at the wall. Goodbye. Miguel Rojas on the first pitch of the night. A leadoff home run to make it 1-0 Marlins. Miggy with his third first inning leadoff home run of the season, the seventh of his career. And the Marlins were just getting started against Carlos Carrasco, who's making just his seventh start of the year. He didn't debut till July 30th. His first game as a Met because he had torn his right hamstring in spring training was a long road back. Miggy, the first pitch home run. Jazz Chisholm followed with a double. The ball was misplayed out in center field by Brandon Nimmo, allowing Jazz to go all the way to third. Man at third, still nobody out for Jesus Aguilar. On 1 0, Aguilar, ground ball pulled through the left side. Another Marlins hit. That one between Lindor and Villar. In from third base, Chisholm. And three batters in. The Marlins are on top, two to nothing. No three batters in, the Marlins had three hits, no outs recorded. They would manage only one more hit the entire rest of the ball game. It would be just a two-run first. After Aguilar got wild pitched down to second base, Jesus Sanchez a fly ball to left. Lewis Brinson fouled out to third. Nissan Diaz struck out. So they get the two in the first, but no more. And in the bottom of the first, the Mets responded immediately against Sandy Alcantara. The Marlins' ace was on a roll coming in. Facing Jonathan VR leading off the bottom of inning number one. There's a ball slammed by VR a long way to right. Well, Miggy, you did it. I did too. A towering home run to right leading off the bottom of the first for Jonathan VR, and it's two to one. Uh, As MLB.com's Sarah Langs reported, with pitch count data going back to 1988, tonight's game marked the first one in that span since 1988 in which both teams got first-inning leadoff home runs on the first pitch. That's uh, in the last 33 years. Amazing. Rojas for the Marlins, VR for the Mets. But after the shaky starts, both starters kind of settled in because Sandy Alcantara retired the next three men in the first inning. He'd go on to retire nine in a row to get through the third inning. On the other side, Carlos Carrasco. Well, he would set down 12 straight to get through the fourth, it remained a 2-1 Marlins lead into the bottom half of the fourth when Brandon Nimmo led off with a ground ball to the right of the third baseman, San Diaz. Diaz was shaded up the middle to his left because of a shift on Nimmo. He went to his right field. Of the ball had no play at first base, but he threw nonetheless, and he threw the ball into right field. Nimmo ended up at second with nobody out in the fourth inning, down by a run. The Mets hitter was Francisco Lindor. There's the ball slammed out to left field, going back into the Cruz over his head, left to play it off the wall. Nimmo around third. He's going to score in at second with a double indoor, and we're tied at two. That's their first lead of the evening at 3-2. It's day 3-2 into the sixth inning. An infield hit by Miguel Rojas that was fielded by the pitcher Carrasco and then thrown away at first base, but Miggy at second with nobody out. That would be the only Marlins hit after the third batter in the top of the first inning in this game. Jazz Chisholm got ahead in the count against Carrasco, wound up striking out, though. Not a good at-bat for Jazz. Jesus Aguilar worked a walk, putting Marlins runners at first and second with Jesus Sanchez due. The... Mets starter Carlos Carrasco pulled from the game. Luis Rojas bringing in the terrific left-hander Aaron Loop, having a big year for the Mets. But Loop would walk Jesus Sanchez. That loaded the bases for the Marlins. And down by a run, he ran the count full to Lewis Brinson. The payoff pitch. It's down and in. He walked him. And the Marlins have tied the game at three here in the sixth. The run charge to Carlos Carrasco, who went five and a third tonight. Allowed four hits and three runs, all earned. Walked one, struck out five. Give the uh, Miguel Rojas home run, leading off the game. 82 pitches, 59 strikes for Carrasco. This game would stay 3-3 into the bottom of the seventh. Alcantara cruising along for the Marlins. Struck out the first man, Javi Baez, to begin the seventh. Jeff McNeil then singled to the center field. Patrick Mazika singled to right field. And the ball was misplayed out there by Jesus Sanchez, allowing McNeil to go to third. So in a tie game, the Mets had men at first and third with one out. With the pitcher spot due, pinch hitter Dominic Smith batted against Alcantara. 2-2 to Smith, ripped on a line, down the right field side, a fair ball. That's going to give the Mets the lead. McNeil's in from third, Mazika is digging for third base. Sanchez on it quickly, to throw to third, and Mazika's in there safely. An RBI single for the pinch hitter Dominic Smith. Mets go up 4-3 in the seventh. It was a hard line drive near the first base bag. Jesus Aguilar went after, had to go off his glove. Had he caught it, he would have been standing right at the bag and would have doubled Mazika off at first base, ending the inning. It was that close to being an inning-ending double play. Had he not made contact with the baseball, it's very possible the ball would have actually gone foul on its way down the right field line. But uh, unfortunately, neither of those scenarios played out. It went off the glove of Aguilar for a hit. Mets had a 4-3 lead. Sandy, at that point, was done after six and a third innings, eight hits, four runs. Didn't walk anybody, struck out six, allowed the VR home run, 98 pitches, 61 strikes. Also charged with a balk in this game. After Richard Blyer got out of the seventh inning, we went to the eighth Marlins down a run. Trevor May came on to pitch for the Mets. He struck out Jazz Chisholm for the first out. Got Aguilar on a ground ball to short. He then walked Jesus Sanchez. Marlins ran for Sanchez with the tying run at first base. Magnarys Sierra stole second. Max now 10 for 10 stealing bases this year. Tied for the National League lead in steals without a single caught stealing. And then Lewis Brinson with a chance to maybe tie this game up with a base hit. Instead popped to first base, ending the inning. We went to the bottom of the eighth. Mets four, and the Marlins three. Anthony Bender with a couple of strikeouts pitched around two errors in the bottom of the eighth to hang a zero. Marlins made four errors in this game. You had the balk. You had some uh, mistakes on the base pass. Jorge Alfaro stealing a base, got doubled off on a fly ball to right field. It was a bad night all around for the Marlins really tonight. And uh, we went to the ninth Miami down a run at four to three. Edwin Diaz, the Mets closer, came on, worked a 1 2 3 ninth inning in game two Tuesday. Worked a 1 2 3 ninth inning here tonight. He got Joe Panic to fly to right, then struck out Alfaro, struck out De La Cruz, and this one goes to the Mets 4 3 the final. For New York, four runs, eight hits, three errors, six left. For the Marlins, they scored three times on four hits. They made four errors, a season high, and stranded five. Juris Familia, the winning pitcher in relief, 9 and 3. Sandy Alcantara, the loser, 8 and 13. As I said before, he's the best 13 loss pitcher in baseball this year. Edwin Diaz, save number 28. Time of the ball game, 2 hours 59 minutes. Mets with the win, 66 and 67 overall. They're 41 and 27 at City Field. They've won five in a row. They have evened the season series with the Marlins, six wins aside with seven games remaining. As for the Marlins, well, they fall to 55 and 79 on the season. They're 21 and 47 away from Lone Depot Park. Two games over at home, 34 and 32, but 21 and 47 on the road, where they've lost 13 of the last 14 and 33 of their last 42. Beginning May 28th, Marlins are 24 under with this loss tonight. They remain in last place in the National League East. Had they won the game, they could have tied the Nationals for fourth, but uh, that's not going to happen here tonight. Mets win it, four to three. Marlins pitchers struck out nine in this game with each strikeout representing a $25 donation to AutoNation's Drive-Think Initiative. That's a total of $225 headed to Nation as the Marlins and AutoNation again partner this season in working to strike out cancer in our community for the season now. $28,300 courtesy of 1,132 strikeouts by Marlins pitchers. So the Marlins a
1: little sloppy last night, huh? Uh, too many errors defensively. You've got to play good defense behind good pitching. They did not, and it cost them. Here's what Marlins manager Don Mattingly had to say afterwards.
2: Hey, Donnie, what did you see from Sandy tonight? Uh, I thought he was, you know, obviously Sandy's always good. Uh, not quite as sharp tonight. I uh, thought, you know, obviously gives up the home run early. It looked like he was trying to go away when I seen the replay on the board and pulled it right into that, you know, kind of uh, VR's hot spot in there. Um, but but pretty good, kind of regrouped, kept fighting out of stuff. You know, we extended some innings for him and made him work. But, um, yeah, he, he keeps going, and it just wasn't as sharp as, as, as we've seen in the last couple of starts, but still pretty good. Do you think? do you see anything in particular that you think leads to that? To not being as sharp, or just every now and again, it's just going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could get that robot button. It says he does everything perfectly and hits every spot. But you know, these guys are not going to be that way. There's sometimes we're going to have to, you know, go go help him out and and do some things. But still, you see him going into the seventh, um, battling and. You know, a little bit of luck of that, you know, the ball hits off Aggie's glove. It's, you know, six inches closer. It's probably a double play and he's out of the inning there. So, you know, in, in general, I don't think anything necessarily leads to it. He's just not going to be perfect every time. out. What adjustments did you see uh, Cookie make after the first? Who? Cookie Crasco. Oh, I didn't know his name was Cookie. Um, you know, he. You know, it's, it's a, I think it's back to the same thing with pitchers. Is really that first inning is always dangerous. And I don't know what it is. They're dialing it in. It's the early part of the game. Um, you know, we, we got him up. Miggy jumped him quick. You know, Jazz had a good at-bat and, and, you know, on a hustle triple that he, you know, he keeps moving. The guy bobbles. Um, and, you know, Nagy looks like he gets a little bit of a ball up in his own and does what Aggie does. And after that, it seemed like it was down. He got down more. He got to both sides of the plate, um, elevated a little bit, not very often, but just really stayed down with us, stayed down with us. Uh, and it felt like after that we didn't get him up in his zone quite as much as we needed to. Jordan?
1: Hey, Donnie. uh, You mentioned some of the innings being extended of four errors by the defense. For a club like you guys, who you guys pride the defense getting the little things right out there, how tough is it to watch that, especially knowing that a couple runs ended up coming through at the end after a few of them?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's just not our, you know, that's not what we're going to be able to do. Obviously, we're a club that's, we talk about our pitching a lot, and that means we got to play good defense behind them and limit the. Limit the chances the other team gets, and you know because we're going to be we know we're going to be scratching for runs in in general. You know there's times we're we're going to score, um, but when you when you force guys into more pitches, it just gives the other team more chances. So that kind of game has not been a. I feel like we've been pretty solid, uh, but today was a little bit of an
0: anomaly. Christina. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, pinching for Eson uh, with Sandy. Just uh, what was the whole? I guess thought progression uh, as that inning was evolving.
2: Yeah, I mean we were. I think that was the. Pretty sure it was the sixth, fifth, sixth, right in there, and it was a chance to turn that game. Um, yeah, and Eson had not looked very good at the plate. Uh, felt like we were going to take a shot there to try to kick some runs across. Uh, that's their le- their one lefty in the pin. They usually don't use him much more than an inning. Uh, we knew we'd get a right-handed shot there, you know, trying to bump something. And then we knew we had Lou behind him, and he would have to face him too. So it was really just trying to go for a big inning there.
1: Before, I guess, that at bat, you had, you know, two really good, I guess, uh, plate appearances by Sanchez. And I think it was Brinson, just, I guess, how encouraging at
2: least was it to see against a tough lefty, especially for Sanchez? No, obviously good. That was a a tough spot They bring him in, you know, and this guy's been their their lefty and he's been pretty good. Um, Got a tough angle, um, but Sanchez had a really good at bat. Lou had a good at bat, got behind the count and had a good at bat. I remember looking out there. Aggie had walked also in that inning. We looked out there, and and uh, I think that was after the maybe the 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 kind of swing and bunt uh, air against Miggy, and then you know Aggie walks. We had three guys out there that all walked. So you like the the quality of those at bats. Um, yeah, you know I was hoping to bump one, bump a couple more across there.
1: All right, so that was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins' one-run loss to the New York Mets in Game 3 of their series last night. Uh, no rest for the weary. The Marlins are right back at it tonight at Lone Depot Park. They open up a three-game tilt against the Philadelphia Phillies. Jesus Luzardo versus Kyle Gibson, 7-10 first pitch, six forty 40 airtime with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.